Previously on Smart Mobility Today, we focused on EVs, charging, the environment, more about robots and drones, and the health impact of smart home technology. This week's show includes lots of Ford news, an effort to grow the EV workforce, hydrogen-powered flight, the truth about store-bought tomatoes in Japan, and why snapping a great picture is getting harder for Hubble to do. You've got something to say, and we can help you say it. Detroit Media Productions is here for your audio, photography, and video needs. DetroitMediaProductions.com Hi, this is Cindy Polakowski. Right outside my office window, I used to enjoy watching the Argo AI vehicles learn how to navigate the area's curved streets and cul-de-sacs. Then last fall, Ford exited its investment in Argo AI, taking a significant loss in its third quarter earnings. Ford CFO John Lawler stated that profitable, fully autonomous vehicles were a long way off. This week, Ford announced it has created a new wholly owned subsidiary that will focus on developing a hands-free, eyes-off-the-road automated driving system. The announcement launches a new system called Latitude AI. The former Argo AI engineers will make up a new Latitude workforce. Previously focused on fully autonomous vehicles, they will now pivot to advanced driver assist systems, commonly referred to as ADAS. In a strangely related development, while Ford is focused on automated driving systems, the company is also apparently thinking that part of that automation is about the car repossessing itself. A Ford patent application titled Systems and Methods to Repossess a Vehicle was published by the United States Patent and Trademark Office this month. The application describes how an AV's data connection can be used to remotely disable certain vehicle components as a way of warning owners who miss car payments. The deactivations could begin as a loss of functions like cruise control, could escalate to stopping the AC from working, and ultimately include playing a, quote, incessant and unpleasant sound when the owner is in the vehicle. More from the world of AVs. Michigan's May Mobility announced a partnership with global transit technology company, VIA, to deploy AVs globally. The announcement indicates that the partnership will launch thousands of AVs focused on public transit over the next three years. May Mobility's CCO, Monique Dar, said that the announcement will allow for a focus on a global customer base, an expansion of on-demand, shared, and dynamically rooted AV services. The U.S. Postal Service this week announced the purchase of 9,250 Ford e-transit battery electric vehicles and 14,000 EV charging stations. As the post office moves to electrify a significant portion of the nation's mail delivery fleet, it has committed to a plan to build a charging infrastructure across a minimum of 75 locations over the next year. In December, the USPS announced that it would add 66,000 EVs to its fleet by 2028. About a third of those are commercial off-the-shelf EVs, of which the Ford E-Transits will make up around 44%. Looking for better ways to manage your IT, phone systems, or remote workforce? Improve your organization using technology that works for you. PSNTechnology.com
Michigan is offering money to technology students who stay in the state and work in the EV sector. The Michigander EV Scholars Program offers up to $10,000 to as many as 350 students at the University of Michigan, Michigan State, and Michigan Tech. To cash in, students sign a one-year agreement to work with one of the 15 companies in Michigan's electric vehicle and mobility sector. In Seattle this week, a group of investors and journalists got to watch a demonstration of sustainable, zero-emission aviation powered by hydrogen. At Moses Lake in central Washington, a retrofitted turboprop took off on a short flight designed to demonstrate the viability of hydrogen technology. The aircraft carried a large tank of liquid hydrogen and flew with one propeller powered by a regular Pratt & Whitney aviation fuel engine and the other by a motor that was fed electricity from a liquid hydrogen fuel cell. The flight lasted 15 minutes. During the flight, the pilot throttled back the gas engine to idle and cruised largely on the one powered by hydrogen. More from Washington State. Representative Susan DelBenet has introduced a legislation focused on gathering better data on how Americans use smart devices. As IoT and the use of home devices grows, the concern seems to be about whether or not the current 5G spectrum capacity can meet the need. Asserting that the United States can't afford to wait around, DelBenet last week introduced legislation that would direct the FCC to collect data on the growing use of 5G mobile networks and IoT devices. Maybe it's not a surprise that technology is often used to circumvent law enforcement. A recent Border Patrol incident shows how drone technology is used by some criminals to smuggle human beings. A recent arrest of smugglers uncovered cash, guns, and footage captured by a drone. The smugglers used drones to surveil the Border Patrol and avoid detection. According to San Diego Sector Chief Patrol Agent Aaron M. Heitke, this technology provides transnational criminal organizations with new capability that they are eager to exploit. We will be right back. We'll be right back. Michigan leads in technology-driven innovation. See how at mytechnews.com, mitechnews.com. A professor of mechanical engineering asks, if animals and insects can jump across grass and sand, why can't robots? Sarah Bergbreiter has discovered that latch mechanisms, once thought as an on or off switch that release stored energy, can also be used to control jump performance across a wide range of terrains. She says that she is interested in, quote, how we can build these very functional, very small robots that can move around diverse environments. While jumping robots are normally studied on rigid surfaces, designing a jumper that can function on soft substrates is apparently a big deal. Of course, we have all seen the breathtakingly beautiful images of space that come to us courtesy of the Hubble Space Telescope. Recently, scientists are reporting that an increasing number of Hubble pictures are being photobombed by the thousands of satellites launched by private companies. 
The journal Nature Astronomy reports that an increasing share of images are spoiled by passing satellites. And as SpaceX, Amazon, and others only ramp up their activity, the solution to the problem is not apparent. Finally, how natural are those tomatoes in your refrigerator, and how natural do you really want them to be? For about 18 months now, a Japanese company called Sanitech Seed began selling tomatoes that have been genetically modified to produce high levels of gamma-aminobutyric acid, GABA. A compound naturally found in the brain, GABA has been linked to stress reduction and is hailed as a treatment for high blood pressure and insomnia. So the question I would ask is this. Would you rather take a GABA supplement or would you just incorporate it into your salad? The gene editing technology at play here is CRISPR and was developed about 10 years ago. It can be used to modify a tomato genome to reduce the production of enzymes that naturally break down GABA. Today, CRISPR is widely acknowledged as one of the most important technological breakthroughs, making editing genetic material far simpler and more affordable. Read these stories and more at globalautomobility.com and subscribe to Smart Mobility today on your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to receive our weekly newsletter and follow us on social media at Smart Mobility Today. Produced by Detroit Media Productions, this is Smart Mobility Today.